Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you looking for that one-of-a-kind Christmas or birthday gift? If so, head on over to greatdaysoutdoors.com and check out the best gifts for outdoorsmen for 2021. We've curated a bunch of unique ideas to help you find an awesome gift for the outdoorsmen on your list. Just head on over to greatdaysoutdoors.com slash best fishing gifts for outdoorsmen and check it out. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Hey guys, if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and they do an incredible job around the state of Alabama and the Georgia, Tennessee. So if you're thinking about building a lake, if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have, restocking, fertilizing, liming, these guys do it all and they do it well. It's what they do for a living, so they're really good at it. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I am your host, Brian Sin. I hope, man, I hope you guys are on holiday. I hope y'all off work, get a little long week, get to relax, maybe do a little fishing, maybe do a little deer hunting. Hope you can spend some time with some family, too. That's important this time of year. And, man, it finally got colder. Back and forth, back and forth. I mean, hey, and who knows, man, it'd be 75. I literally, guys, I'm not exaggerating. This is, I'm not making this up. This ain't just for a podcast. Well, I think three nights ago, I was running the AC that afternoon. Had to turn my air conditioner on because it was so hot in the house. And then the next morning, woke up and it's freezing in the house. But that's how it is. We're all used to it. We all deal with it. It's part of the fun of living here in the South, right? But hey, look, guys, uh, speaking of cold weather rolling in, I know one of the things that uh, I know me as a boat owner uh, I've kind of gone back and forth at different times at, uh, with boats and on whether to winterize or not. And I know, you know, you need to do your routine maintenance and, and those kind of things. But winterization is one of those things that I think is different, different parts of the country, uh, depending on where you live, whether you're in, heck, it can differ from whether you're in North Dakota or Alabama, but uh, it can also differ from where you know, the type of weather you're going to get in North Alabama, Central Alabama, compared to South Alabama. But I'm no expert at it, but we do have an expert on the show today, and we have a special segment. We're going to join in with Joe Baya and Bush Terry, and they've got a special guest on today that is going to talk to us about winterization and kind of where you're at and what temperatures to think about. All those kind of things that we've all probably had questions about in the past. So I'm excited to learn from this show this week. And uh, hey, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back soon with another fishing report for you guys. But we'll join in with these guys and find out about winterization. Hey guys, and welcome to another special episode of the Great Days Outdoors Podcast Network. This week, myself and Butch Theory are going to be talking about something that we probably don't really have to think about too much here in the South, and that's winterizing 
your boat. Butch, you might need to do a little winterization where you are, man. Where, where are we talking to you from today? <laughs> man, I'm just north of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And you want to talk about some winterization. I think it's about 22 degrees out here. I feel like myself, I'm getting a good dose of winterization, if you know what I mean, Cap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, winterization means, means different things to different people, you know, as far as vessels and things like that. If you have an outboard engine, it's going to be one thing in the south if you have a outboard engine in the north it's going to be a little bit different as far as you know bigger boats too it all just kind of depends on how much you fish and where you are so i'm looking forward to getting educated on that today yeah me too we're talking uh with anthony del greco who is a a southern boy who finds himself in the north so he's going to be able to talk about running boats and working on boats and winterizing boats in, in all types of climates. But we're going to get into what you really need to think about if you are in a Southern climate and what you need to pay special attention to. And I think it's going to spark some ideas for folks because I know I've never, personally, I've never really quote unquote winterized a boat, you know, in South Alabama, but there's definitely some things I was missing on. And there's definitely some things that I've come back to in the spring and said, dad, Gummit, why did I put it up like this? So talking over that with with Anthony today, let's get into it, man. How are we doing today, Anthony? Good. How about yourself? Good, man. I think a great start would be just to kind of tell us where you are and a little bit about Anthony and uh, just give us a little bit about your background and where you got to where you are today. All right. Well, currently living up about 30 miles south of uh, Burlington, Vermont. Moved here from Jupiter, Florida. That's where I grew up as a kid. Did my boating down there. You know, as I grew up in Jupiter, you know, always working, being on boats, you know, took it to a career level once I got older, restoring boats, working on boats, traveling on boats, fishing on boats. And a lot of them always led me up north one way or the other. You know, some going to New York, New Jersey, Maryland, you know, really anywhere up the coast. And a couple of them brought me up through the Great Lakes, one up Mississippi River. You know, on those boats, part of it always included winterizing boats. You know, we do that for a few reasons, a lot of preventative maintenance, and it can be be a little bit different depending on where you are. You know, down in Jupiter, we would never winterize boats down in South Florida. We would go depending on hours and do your, your routine maintenance. So as you move up the coast, you know, it's a little bit more important to winterize your boats in, in different manners. You know, s- some guys up in uh, near Virginia, New Jersey, up, up there, they might not do as much as somebody that's, you know, up here in Vermont or out in Minnesota, say, uh, you know, I know some of those guys on the East Coast, you know, they'll fish throughout the season when they get a, a tight weather window. You know, there's still certain things that you want to do, though. And that's what I want to know, Anthony, like when it comes to winterization, I mean, you know, you, you think about guys like us, we're down here in the South, we still get freezing temperatures in certain parts of the South, as you go down into Southern Florida, a lot of times they don't even see freezing temperatures, but more importantly, from a winterization standpoint, what are we really trying to prevent from happening? I mean, what are, what are the things that specifically cold weather are going to cause? Well, more, most importantly, you know, if you've got a boat in the water or that has water still in it, freezing water expands and will destroy anything that it's in, pipes, engines, you know, anything, pumps, anything that that water is still sitting in when it freezes, it will expand and break it. And then you're chasing a whole list of nightmares usually from there. Whole whole another list of problems I would have to imagine. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you caught it, that's a great thing. Right. But maybe, maybe you didn't catch it and you get a, like you said, you get a fracture in, in any kind of hose or pipe and then that can figure it out to a 60 miles offshore. Right. Right. Where's that temperature break? Anthony, like where Butch is in South Alabama, you're going to see some probably upper 20 degree temperatures, Butch, I would imagine. Yeah, usually freezes a couple of different times a year. Yeah, I usually get a couple of hard freezes a, a winter. In that kind of climate, is winterization really a, a thing? No. Uh, one thing that I would be more concerned about there is, you know, and in, in it's easy as just adding a fuel additive. You know, you can add fuel additives to help prevent moisture buildups. Or, you know, uh, depending gas, diesel, two-stroke, you know, you can have algae buildups in your fuel, uh, depending on colder temperatures, moisture buildup in the tank. And, you know, again, if you have that, then you're going to be dealing with, you know, a list of things, clogging, uh, fuel filters, you know, injectors, carburetors, again, a list of, of items that, that that alone could damage. So when we talk about winterization, we're talking about specifically dealing with the effects of cold, cold temperatures, but it might be better to think of it as off season. This is what you need to do in the off season for your boat. If you have one getting back to the winterization question, where does someone really need to start paying attention to winterization, quote unquote, dealing with cold weather in marine environments? You know, I can't say exactly. I would think it also has a lot to do with how often you use your vessel as well. Like you were talking about the guys over in Virginia Beach. I mean, I lived there for a little while and all throughout the winter and, uh, you know, even the colder months, January, February, we were always chasing striper or trout up in the river or something. Same goes for down here. These guys fish 12 months out of the year. So I would assume that has a lot to play in it as well. Exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, some of these guys with the newer four strokes, you know, they're not fogging them at all. You know, they'll, they get a weather window for a day or two, they are, you know, firing the boat up and they're taking it out, you know, but there are guys, uh, you know, if you know that you're going to be put like me with my, all my winter projects I have going on, I know that I'm not touching my boat during winter. So since I know that it's going to be sitting, uh, that's when I'll go ahead and, do my winterizing and all my preventative maintenance measures. So you mentioned, you know, those, we'll just call them you know, Southern climates. What does winterization mean to you in a Southern climate? What, what are you thinking about in the winter months? When I think about it, I just do all of my, you know, again, down there, you're not really concerned about the temperatures affecting your vessel. So, you know, on the off season, I do all of my preventative maintenance measures, uh, you, you know, all of your oil changes, inspect your oils when you're changing them, um, you know, change spark plugs, inspect those as well. Uh, it's something that, you know, down in South Florida, the winter season is great for sail fishing. So you're not going to want to encounter a problem when the sail fishing's hot, you know, and have to deal with it while all your buddies are out fishing. So, you know, in between seasons and on the off season, that's when I would, uh, you know, just, just do it all, you know, pull prop, check your shaft, you know, grease everything. You know, if you've got a inboard outboard, you know, check your, all your, all your splines on your shaft, you know, your O-rings on your splines, you know, you want to make sure that those types of things are usually need taken care of once a year anyways. So, you know, again, when I think about winterizing and down South in Florida, it may not mean fog your engine and tent it off but again it's a good time to do all your regular maintenance and again that's 
dependent on your, your make, what year it is, and so forth. For the guys that are going to deal with those cold temperatures, what's that next step? What are you doing to really, quote unquote, winterize? Well, again, you know, me, I put my boat up uh, for good in the winter. And say if we're, if we're doing going that route, you know, first what I'll do is, you know, add your fuel stabilizer. I usually use Seafoam. There's a, a list of products, but, you know, Seafoam's been around. It's always worked great for me on on many engines. You know, I usually just stick with that. You know, once I add the, the fuel stabilizer in, I'll go down, pull the prop off. You're going to be running the boat. You're going to be doing maintenance. It's good just to have the prop off, inspect your shaft, all that at that point. Once the prop's off, you know, I'll hook the water up and uh, run the boat. You know, it's good to warm the oil up, get the uh, fuel stabilizer running through, and then uh, kill your engine, kill the water. That's a good time while it's hot. Change your oils. Again, you know, I'm very critical on inspecting my oils. You know, your oil tells you everything that your engine's doing. Colors, smells, possible metal shavings in your oil. You know, that's always really good stuff to watch out for. You know, once I change my oil, change the uh, the filters, I'll start it back up. And uh, again, since I'm letting it sit, I'll use, I, I fog the engine, take off. You know, older two-strokes, uh, older carbureted engines, you know, you can just pull pull your spark arrestor off, pull your, your air intake off, and you can just fog it right into the carburetors until it's like heavy, heavy fogging. Make sure your house windows are closed. Make sure the wife's away because <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah it may aggravate some neighbors there <laughs> part of it yeah it's part of it you know so you want to fog that two strokes you know pull your spark plugs out spray some some of that fog into each cylinder inspect it's a good time to inspect the spark plugs especially on the two strokes you know and uh from there you know and and, and by the way a lot of these newer engines too they're putting little nozzles on the side, uh, there's there's a little solenoid, and again, it's, it's dependent on the make and manufacturer, the year where this solenoid's located. But there's like a little air valve that you can now, instead of having to pull off your spark arrestor, your air intake, and all that, having to pull off all the plastic covers, you can hook these fogging cans right up to this air valve, which is uh, nice, and it it's it's a lot more efficient too. Hi guys, let's take just a little break and hear from some of our sponsors this week. Mobile Bay Kayak Fishing Association is hosting a free December fish out sponsored in part by Hummingbird. Fishing boundaries are from Navarra Beach Causeway to the east and to the west boundary is the Mississippi River. One lucky winner will win a Helix 9 fish finder valued at over $1,500. There is an undisclosed mystery link. The angler who catches the first buckle trout matching our closest to the mystery link wins the Humbird Helix 9 fish finder. There are also prizes for first, second, and third place determined by aggregate links of three speckled trout. Big fish prizes will also be awarded on a weekly basis. Fishing hosts last from 12-4-2021 to 12-31-2021. The mystery links will be revealed when the tournament closes. To register, simply download Fishing Chaos app or go to www.fishingchaos.com and register for a free Fishing Chaos user account. Then go to the club tab on the left side of the menu. Find the MBKFA club, join the club. There's a free membership option. After joining the club, go to the tournaments at the bottom of the club page and register for the December fish off. 
and brought to you by Mustad Fishing. One in four hooks in the world is made by Mustad Fishing. See why they're the best-selling hook brand in the world and enjoy 25% off your next order at mustad-fishing.com by using code GREATDAYS at checkout. You know, one of the things that I've personally experienced and it's frustrating, you get your boat out in the spring I like to hunt. So winter is typically time I do less, I spend less time on the boat. So I get that boat out in the spring, you're getting fired up, you're ready to go. Uh, you pull the cowling off or you, you look underneath, you know, look under a hatch somewhere and you see corrosion and you see that corrosion that you're like, Oh God, you know, like uh, this is not something I'm going to be able to necessarily just fix. What areas do you need to pay special attention to when it comes to corrosion prevention before you put your boat up? So that's actually one of the very last steps of my winterizing process. You know, once you get, you know, all your engine maintenance done, you know, your block drain, your antifreeze in there, um, you know, all of your preventative maintenance stuff like that done. You know, one thing I do, really clean your boat, clean inside your hatches, clean under your console, you know, anywhere you can get, you know, you don't want to find a sandwich or some shrimp or something from the, (laughs) summertime you, you don't want to find it next spring but uh one other thing that i do when i'm in cleaning all those areas is inspect everything wipe everything one of the chemical or one of the products that i use for that corrosive problem is a product called corrosion block it's like a silver can with like blue and green letters i think you know and that corrosion block works great on everything you know even my fishing tackle uh, when I come back in from a long weekend of fishing and my reels are caked in dried salt, it works the same on your engine block, you know, on any terminals, stuff like that. Spray this corrosion block, take an old toothbrush, hit the areas really good, wipe it with a with a rag afterwards, and you'll be surprised. This isn't a sponsored ad, but I do love corrosion block. Yeah. <laughs> I, I carry a lot of it in my garage. Oh man. I mean, seems like when you, when you meet guys that are meticulous about caring for their equipment and they, their equipment's always running well. And that's one of the things they pay special attention to is, is lubrication and corrosion prevention, man. If you, if you keep things lubricated and you keep things oiled, it's amazing how much better it all runs. I'll tell you one of the things that I think a lot of people don't think about is keeping a cover on their boat. I feel like a lot of people feel like a cover is you're trying to keep the aesthetics of your boat intact. But I actually had an experience a couple of years ago that sold me on keeping a cover on a boat really just about any time I'm not using it. And uh, we had our boat out of the water and parked in our yard on the trailer. And it was the time of year that the uh, the live oaks were dro- just dropping all their leaves like crazy. And we just had it out for just maybe a week or something. It wasn't a big deal. I'd, I'd put the boat up clean. Everything was cleaned out like you talked about. Uh, all the hatches were cleaned out, everything. And I came back and that boat was absolutely covered with live oak leaves. And you think, like I thought that day, no big deal. Blow them out blow them out, spray them out, you know, grab them, get them out of there. No big deal. And that's exactly what I did. I I sprayed them out, got the big vast majority of them out or so I thought, and actually had a, was out fishing and 
I was in a tower on the boat. Uh, so 23 foot center console. And I started to notice the boat porpoising a little bit. And I thought I was, you know, trimmed wrong. So I was fooling with the trim tabs and it wouldn't quit porpoising. And so I, I came down off plane and, and climbed down out of the tower and was looking. And I looked behind me and the wake was almost over the transom. And I was like, what is going on? I lifted up the back hatch and the water was completely full up to the deck line uh, in the bilge. And I'm like, what in the heck, you know, what is going on? And then the boat started listing, you know, that water in that bilge, it was so full. The boat was listing and I was like, oh man. I mean, it was the closest I've ever come to capsizing and really feeling like I was in danger. And luckily I was near shore. I was able to just get the boat and run it up on the beach, open up the hatch, manually bail water until I found out what the problem was, which was my bilge pumps were clogged with live oak leaves. And you think about something as simple as a boat cover, keeping leaves off your boat. You don't think about leaves being something that, but that put it this way, if we would have been offshore, if I wouldn't have had that beach to be able to run that boat up on, we would have sunk that day or we would have capsized at least over some live oak leaves. And something that simple as a boat cover could prevent you from having a horrible day on the water is a cover a, a must for you i mean you know it is for me for me now of course hopefully uh, other people will hear that and but you know i mean if you're not parking it in an area where you're dealing with live oak leaves or leaves or anything like that i mean what do you think about covers uh you know it depends on a location uh like out here where we are in vermont if i put a cover on my boat here then i'm probably gonna have a, a raccoon or a skunk or a bear <laughs> eat it <laughs> soon enough yeah but there are a lot of areas, you know, like you said, the leaves and the bilge. Not only that, leaves will, dis- I've seen them destroy paint, you know. Yeah. They sit there Kill long coat. enough and yep. rain and, you know, and that those leaves will, like, die. The, the paint, I don't, I don't really know if you can wax that out or not. I haven't had to deal with that process of it. But a cover is very important. You know, it, it, is, it is nice also if you are down south, you know, you get different trees you know pine needles stuff like that um yeah does keep the aesthetics up and um and i'm glad you mentioned the the raccoons up there what about animal infestations i mean one one of the things that i've dealt with uh in storing like utvs and tractors and and things like that at my hunting camp mice mice get in there Mm, you know and they, they want that warmth i mean have you seen problems with animals on boats well, you know, I've been told, uh, one of the older guys I used to work with, I don't know how true this is. He told me that they, the wires that, or the coating that they use for wires has some type of soy product in it. Mm-hmm. And that is what uh, helps, you know, keep the metals inside good for years and years. And mm-hmm. the rats go for that chemical that they use, that soy chemical in the coating of the wires. Yeah. You know, that's always a chase on boats, you know, even guys that live on boats full time. And, you know, um, I think in certain areas, you know, it's unavoidable getting animal infestations, you know, areas that I uh, around here, you know, we live on a lot of land. So, you know, we do have to worry about those on certain parts of the land There's animals taking over, you know, those garages and stuff that are in those areas. I just make sure to um, frequent them as often as possible certain areas I'll leave a light on, you know, in my winterizing process, I don't really like to leave 
power hooked up to the boat, I'll even disconnect my battery and bring it inside so it's not sitting out in the cold. Um, I want a, a dead boat so I can just forget about it. A cover is nice, you know, to keep if you're in an area where it snows, you know, it will keep snow from entering your boat. You know, a lot of people shrink wrap them. If you spend the money to get it shrink wrapped, that's great. You don't have to worry about animal infestation then. It's wrapped tight, you know, but it keeps snowfall out, you know, and then if you're getting snowfall on your boat, it's going to melt. It's going to get in your bilge hatches, refreeze, you know, and then you're, you're getting mm-hmm. water into the boat. Um, so yeah, for me, I just, I keep it under a roof, but no cover on it, you know, but if I was to not have it under a roof, I would probably think about maybe shrink wrapped, uh, you know, a typical boat cover. I've seen them where they're like opened up in the back next to the engine. And uh, you know, that, those types of openings and stuff might might allow animals to come in and up here in the north when it's snowing you know these animals are looking for any dry warm place to go so if it's a totally sealed off enclosure you know it's definitely a good thing uh, definitely a good route to go go down you know for for a few reasons all right let's take a break and hear from some of our sponsors the hunting exchange In this day and age, we all know it's a struggle to sell hunting equipment on large social media platforms, and that's where the Hunting Exchange steps in. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. Whether you're looking to sell your bow, broadheads, technical apparel, stands, saddles, or anything in between, this secure platform allows you to buy and sell gear with confidence. As a buyer, each dollar you spend is insured by PayPal, and as a seller, there are no hidden charges like other platforms, and listing items are also free. Gone are the days of having listings removed from Facebook and worrying about being banned and removed from groups for wanting to sell something as simple as your bow or a knife. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Anthony's talking about a bigger boat, something that, you know, has a large engine room or things like that. We were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, you're going to close the vents that go to outside to prevent that cold from coming in and critters and things like that. What about like a, uh, I know I've seen people do space heaters and that just scares me with the risk of fire. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. You know, I've heard of people doing that, closing everything off, putting a small bilge heater in there, you know, depending on the size of the boat, you know, cabins. You know, I, I got a buddy that's got a like a some type of a bow rider cruiser, uh, like a Sea Ray thing, and uh, he usually puts some type of small heater in there. It does help with or dehumidifier. It does help with smells also in the cabin. But again, you know, I just I would say just winterize your boat properly, and I, I wouldn't suggest 
I, I don't, I don't like putting power, especially a heater. And you hear of a lot of bad incidents mm-hmm. happening. Anthony, yeah. you mentioned, you know, fuel additives and making sure you add that fuel additive, letting it run through your fuel system. What's your feelings on ethanol blended fuel? I, I try to run marine fuel, you know, non-ethanol fuel really in every small engine that I have and, and on my boats. Is that fact or fiction? I mean, what's your thoughts on using ethanol fuels in your boat? I like ethanol free. And to be honest, I've got a, I hate to admit it because it is a lot more expensive to operate this way, but I've got a couple small engines that I can definitely tell as soon as I add ethanol to the fuel, any percentage, they run horrible. Those engines is the part that I hate to admit, but I go to Home Depot and purchase their an engineered fuel with zero ethanol in it. And those engines run like race engines when you put that that's true ethanol-free fuel in them. So yeah, Justin, since I run that fuel and I really pay attention to things like that, you know, notice big differences when I run an engineered fuel that's true zero ethanol and notice the difference. Yeah, I think it's a you know, I think that plays a big role. So, you know, Anthony, what I've heard you say is winterization can mean different things depending on what your climate is. You've got to ultimately make the call on if it's getting cold enough to do the things you need to do to deal with that cold temperature. But when the guys up north are thinking about winterization, the guys down south need to be thinking about what's my off season. If that's the winter time, that's a great time to take care of your preventative maintenance, your routine maintenance, and do some things that are going to help your boat store well. That's what and I perform really, better. Yeah, whenever it's time to go. Yeah did we did we miss anything in this conversation? No, you know you uh, you were talking about the issue with your leave in your bilge pump, you know, and it made me thinking about uh, all the issues with boats. One other <laughs> preventative maintenance winterizing process that I go through, um, you know, not only corrosion block all of your bare metals, you know, and areas like that. I also take apart a lot of my electrical connections and will super lube them with dielectric grease, you know, even the back of your chart plotters and stuff, you know, these things are a few grand now. I mean, it takes 30 seconds to unscrew the back of that thing, put some dielectric grease in, check, pull your bilge pumps out, check them. I'll, you know, as I'm washing, put water down there, check, make sure your float switches are working. You know, just everything that could go wrong, you know, <laughs> right. you just want to uh, try and stay on top of it. You know, keep the boat clean, That you know, keep your engine clean. You know, that way when something small fails, hopefully easy to spot. All right, Anthony, man, we really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with our listeners. We appreciate your education. If folks want to, uh, you know, look you up and see if they need some maintenance up there in Vermont, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Awesome. Yeah. So uh, my uh, company is uh, Breco's Carpentry. I'm also uh, on Boaters List. Uh, Check it out. They're just, uh, they're firing it up, but, you know, I'd like to see this go. You know, I I know a lot of friends that use it down in Florida, uh, a couple up the coast, and you know, hopefully we see more people on it. I I think it's going to be a real good platform that people could use. Absolutely agree. We look forward to, uh, look forward to talking with you next time. Whenever we have a mechanical question, buddy, have a great week. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. You too, guys. Take care. All right, guys, let's take a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA with durability and convenience in mind. 
MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And brought to you by Voters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. And brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes, Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. Hey guys, hope y'all enjoyed that. Hope y'all learned something. I know I did today. Now I know, man. Now I know winterization questions and and hope you guys enjoyed that and learned a lot. Hey, appreciate all you guys throughout the year uh, that have listened to uh, the Alabama Freshwater and Fish, Fishing Report. We've grown tremendously uh, with our listener base. We've got such amazing contributors on here that call in uh, month after month and let us pick their brain on what the fish are doing on their home lakes right now. And it has absolutely become another tool in the toolbox, right? Or another, uh, another bait in the tackle box to, to use the Alabama freshwater fishing report when you're headed to the lake to find out what the fish are doing right now. And I'm, I'm thankful to all of our contributors and I'm grateful for, to all of our listeners. And I want to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas and, and a Happy New Year at the same time. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this year as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And hey, I'm looking forward to 2022, guys. We're going to talk a lot of fishing and, and talk a lot of life at the same time. So God bless all you guys. And that is going to be a wrap for this week's show. And you know, I'm not going, I got to wrap the show up guys. So as always go leave us a five-star review, write a review that, that helps us tremendously getting the word out and, uh, stay safe out there. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your family. Talk to you in 2022. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you want to grow big fish or healthier fish or just get your lake in better shape, call Southeastern Pond Management. You can call Norman Latona at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and, and give Norman a call. And brought to you by BM Pole Company is more than just panfish. Check out their Sam Super Salt series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish at bnmpoles.com. 
and brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learn the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs as well as motor sales and services and now they have a pro level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com.